Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Members Roundtable series. I'm Stephanie Decker, 25-year member. And I'm Jane Brown, also a 25-year member. We're here today with Bob Chalker, CEO of AMP. Jane, did you have a question for Bob? Sure. Bob, will you tell us how we came up with a new name and how it evolved? I would love to do that because that's probably the question I get asked more than any other question. Um, as I said in our last session, the name's important to people. and We understood that from the beginning. Uh, people are very loyal to the names of the organizations they affiliate with. And so we needed to make sure that this was done the right way. The, the one answer could have been you just sort of push NACE and SSPC together, but we knew that would first of all send the wrong message because we really do want to create one new organization on the legacy uh, prior to organizations. Um, so we knew we had a, a lot of work to do. In fact, this was the very first subcommittee that was kicked off. It was kicked off in May, um, right after the vote. And it, on it were people who have experience with branding and logos and naming for their companies. I won't name their names out of respect. If somebody really wants to know who they are, they're on our website. But, uh, but these are people who, if I said their names, you would know and recognize them with this kind of experience. Um, the, the second thing was with the naming, we knew we were going to need some help, that this is a lot of work. It's more than coming up with a great logo and you know, a, a cute name. There, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And so the committee from the very beginning uh, said, we are going to need to get a consulting firm or somebody who can help us. Um, so let me talk about that process first, because they became a really core to making us successful. We didn't just go out and reach to the first person that we came across or because somebody knew someone. We, we literally um, sent RFPs out. I think it was to eight different companies. Um, narrowed that down to five, had conversations with those five, had further conversations with three, and ultimately selected a company beyond definition. Um, and they did an amazing job for us, uh, dealing with both coming up with the name, um, but obviously a, a brand is much more than a name, it's much more than a logo, it's getting to your brand promise, et cetera. So they were with us hand in hand through the whole process. I, I talked about that we knew this was gonna be challenging. So this was the first committee to kick off. It was also the last committee to submit their report. It took that much work to come up with the name. And you, you could say, well, why so much work? Well, first of all, your, your brand needs to say who you are as an organization. But there were a couple other things that were uh, put in front of this committee that they had to address. One was we wanted a name that would have staying power, that would be with us for a long time, um, 100 years, 150 years, 200 years and it would still have meaning. And that was being really important because both NACE and SSPC were struggling with their naming and their brand um, having meaning. NACE was the National Association of Corrosion Engineers. I'm not sure I understand why this is the case, but when you go outside the United States, the word national um, is often interpreted as meaning US-centric or from the US. SSPC was also having um, challenges with their name. The, originally, the Steel Structure Painting Council was their name, but they've become so much more than that over time. So it, it didn't serve. So we really wanted to have a name that we didn't create those kind of situations in the future. We also wanted to create a bigger tent. Um, the word corrosion, the word steel, that implies a particular type of material that is used in construction, steel or, or iron-based materials. But we all know that assets are being made out of new materials and there's all kinds of new materials being developed. 
And their failure mode isn't always corrosion. So we didn't want to create a name that kept people away who would have value and bring value to our organization. There's some other challenges that you face when you start looking at a brand. One is that the name and the branding um, works in cultures around the world. We, are, we have members in over 100 countries. We are active in offering education, conferences, other programs in over 40 countries. Um, you need to be culturally sensitive. And there's horror stories out there of companies who have written uh, names or developed names of a product or a company and, and had problems because it, uh, it was an insult or it was a foul word or something. We also um, recognized that when you go to name something, there is a legal aspect to this, meaning you have to have the rights to the name. You have to be able to own the name outright. This probably became one of the biggest challenges. Um, and this is where the attorneys come into play. They literally, there are attorneys who specialize in branding to make sure that the name you select, that somebody else doesn't claim a right to it or it's not too similar to another uh, name that's already out there. And think about this. We're talking about 30, 40, 50 countries that we have to be able to do this. So it really quickly narrowed the options down to what we could choose from. Um, the, the other thing was for us that we wanted to make sure that it was something that had a little bit of a punch to it, at least when you used it in its acronym and, and it had some meaning. So the committee went to work, they did their work, they brought back their first idea, and the best thing I can say is it was not well received by the leadership team. Um, it, it, it accomplished some of the purposes, but there was something really missing from it. Um, and so we told, we sent them back. They, we asked them to go back and keep working at this. So it was not a one and done. Again, tremendous amount of energy and effort um, from within the organization and outside the organization to go through this process. And we ultimately um, landed on the uh, Association for Material Protection and Performance. And I think it describes exactly what our members do uh, in our industry. Doesn't have corrosion in it. I know we're all very tightly to corrosion. Doesn't have coatings in it, and I understand that. Uh, the C words aren't there. But, but if you really think about it, what is it we do? We protect and we focus on performance for the materials that are used in our, uh, in our society to build our assets. So it, it works very, very well. That's great, Bob. Will you tell us about the logo too? Because yes. there's a lot of curiosity about that. How so I that? will. So the logo has meaning. Uh, there, there's actually a something about each part of the logo that delivers a message. So first of all, the circle in the middle is, represents the world or the globe. Uh, the hexagon on the outside represents science. Everything we do as an organization, everything our members do is based on sound science. Whether it's coatings or it's a cathodic protection system, it's new material selection, it is based on science. It's funny when, um, um, my son's got me hooked on the Marvel movies. I guess it was what I did during uh, COVID to uh, relax or unwind a little bit. And so I started watching the Marvel movies from the beginning to the end in timeline order. It's amazing how many times they use the hexagon, either as a backdrop or in the design of clothing or whatever, because they recognize science is a big part of their message and that hexagon has science tied to it. And then the bars across it represent uh, protection. So we are, through science, we are protecting our world's assets.
So that's where the meaning oh, comes from. Awesome. So Bob, one more thing. Yes, ma'am. I've heard this great story you've told about the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> share with our members. I'll, I'll be happy to. So I grew up in Northeast Ohio, just outside of Youngstown, Ohio. Um, and where I lived, um, you either were a Cleveland fan or you were a Pittsburgh fan. There was no in-between, right? It was choose one or the other. And I, was, I grew up a Cleveland Indians fan my entire life. So you may be aware that the Cleveland Indians now are in the process of changing their name. They just announced that they were the Cleveland Guardians. Now, I will tell you, this is where I appreciate where our members have such loyalty to their brand. Um, I'm really struggling with this. They will be the Cleveland Indians to me. They will always be the Cleveland Indians to me. I went out and bought Cleveland Indians hats and, and shirts. Um, that I probably wouldn't have bought prior because they were the Cleveland Indians and they always will be. And a lot of fans really believe this. What's interesting is they're not going to be any better or worse of a baseball team because of it. They got the same management. They got the same managers. They got the same players. They're playing in the same field. They're the same Cleveland baseball team, but they had, they changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians. Now, there's really logic behind what they did. Once they made the decision, they had to change their name. Um, the Guardians actually makes a lot of sense. It comes from a famous bridge, an Art Deco bridge, uh, downtown Cleveland, not far from the stadium. The bridge has four towers, and carved on each of those towers is a soldier. Those soldiers are each holding a form of transportation, a truck, a cart, or something. It was done 100 years ago. And um, they're called the Guardians of Transportation. Makes lots of sense. You would think the Cleveland people would like it. And to some degree, Cleveland people do like it because it's so tied to Cleveland, and that's such a part of Cleveland. Here was their problem. They announced this on one day, and the next morning, a little tiny not-for-profit men's roller derby team <laughs> comes out publicly and says, ah, not so fast with that name. We're the Cleveland Guardians. We own the rights to the names. We own the web uh, site. And uh, yeah, no, you can't have that name. I'm not sure what happened. In the end, after several weeks, they did become the Cleveland Guardians. The baseball team became the Cleveland Guardians. What I will say is I'm pretty sure that men's roller derby team will never want for uniforms, equipment, or anything again. Um, I am pleased to say we have not had that problem with AMP because we did our homework up front. But it's a mistake that's easy to be made. If, if corporations and companies like that can make that mistake, we could have been susceptible to as well. So, you know, the one thing this lesson did teach me, it really is time for me to put away the Cleveland Indians hat and put on a Cleveland Guardians hat. Um, they are the same team. They are the same people. They deserve our passion and our, and our uh, commitment just as much as um, the team did prior to the name change. That's great. And thank you for answering what's in a name. <laughs> Super. Thanks, Thank Bob. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Bob, for the additional information today. Where can members reach out to AMP for questions, comments, or questions in future episodes? Thank you. The, the best thing to do is to send an email to me at robert.chalker at amp.org. Thank, Thank you. So Thank you. Appreciate being here.